Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 41, season 3, episode 5, entitled Reunion, originally airing on December 4th, 2008. As always, if you would, David, please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode, please. Liz's high school reunion is happening, and she's figuring out whether to go. Also, she coins the phrase that is the namesake of this podcast. Uh, The titular line. (laughs) Kenneth is being funny in the elevator, and Tracy and Jenna are not having it. He's taking focus off of them, which is not an okay thing to do. And Don Geis wakes up from the coma, and he's made a decision about who's going to be the CEO. Yep, busy episode, but I think a classic episode. Um, you Before we left off last week, you mentioned you remember this episode, and you had a lot of memories of it. Were those memories fulfilled? Or do you think your memories were better? Or, like, is, is there a lasting appeal with this I episode? think, well, I think memories are always a little bit better, yeah. but it is a really it is a really strong episode and definitely a classic episode yeah, of this it's, series. It's another one of those uh, Liz has different memories, not necessarily better or worse, but different memories of what actually happened in the reality. Uh, we get to see more of that with the... Uh, just the way the high school reunion treats her and reminds her that she was a bully. And even though she thought of herself as a lonely nerd, she was ultimately a bully to all of her classmates. Again, whether that that's actually true, we don't really see too many uh, examples other than just word of mouth. But you kind of have to take them at their word because why wouldn't you believe them? But uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of funny bits in here. Um, uh, any thoughts before we hop in or? Let's hop Let's right hop in. Let's hop right in. All right. So the cold open basically is setting up uh, uh, the two A stories here of Jack and Liz's stories, and then we'll get a little bit of Kenneth after the cold open. Oh, Miss Lemon, you have several messages. Uh, let's see. That company running the bike tour in South Carolina says no singles. Okay. Uh, your credit card called. They want to make sure you're the one buying cream soda in bulk. I sure am. And your landlord called, and he said it is not the toilet, it's you. That's his opinion. So I'm trying to picture buying cream soda in bulk. Is that like just lots of two liter or maybe even three liter bottles? Like lots of like 24 packs of cans? Like, I I mean, to be honest, when, when you say in bulk, I just picture like a ginormous vat of cream soda which obviously I know she's not buying but like that's how I picture just like yeah. this massive vat just full of cream soda that she's like yeah. <laughs> spigoting out <laughs> uh, yeah I'm not sure uh, I think this is around the time or it might be right before the time where Liz or, I'm sorry Tina Fey is doing American Express commercials that might have come a couple years later though but I remember this is around the time when a lot of credit card companies were doing that uh, fraud prevention or fraud prevention or whatever where they would see an obscure uh, charge in your card and contact you and say, mm. "Hey, did you make this charge?" Well, they still do that, but yeah, no. But I, mean, yeah. I feel like that this around this time was when that was becoming a more mm. re- uh, uh, normal. Thing. Gotcha. Have you ever had any contacts from banks or credit cards about oh, curious yeah. charges? Yeah, I mean, once or twice. It's like uh, have they been legit? Or have they been like, oh no, that was oh no, project no, like I mean, like a random like grocery store charge in like another state or something, you know? Yeah, so it's happened a couple times, but I mean, that's I think it's the point now. It's pretty efficient. They basically deny the transaction, or like yeah. you don't get charged for it, cancel it, you yeah. know, and issue you a new, a new card right yeah. away. So the the, mo- the only one I think I've ever had because I I don't have I only have like two or three credit cards and I don't really use them that much, but I remember my bank card some reason that on my birthday a few years ago. There was a charge in Charlotte for at a at a random gas station, and they called me the next day. I was like, "Hey, were you in Charlotte last night? Uh, you know, doing like forty dollars in gas?" I was like, "I was absolutely not." And they were like, "Okay, we'll cancel your card and contact you." And they had to do all the verification, like Social Security and all mm-hmm. that. And they were like, "When's your birthday?" And I was like, "This day." And she was like, "Oh, it was on your birthday? How sad!" And I was like, <laughs> "And actually, it was right before we were going to California, I think, or no, I think it was before we were going to London." Mm-hmm. So then I got a little frantic because I was like. Oh my god, I need my credit card because that's the only way I really am gonna be able to pay for things. So I was like, is there any way you can get it? You know, because uh, I knew there was usually like a wait time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like the next day. Yeah, it takes a, it, it can take a, a week or something. So I was, yeah. I, it was a little mild panic of like, oh no, it's kind of the worst time. But other than that, I've never had any crazy um, uh, fraud calls. But I, I almost want them to contact me because of like when we do trips. 
to be like, hey, you're suddenly in Japan. Like, what's going on over there? But like, well, we also let them know. That's so, why you didn't advance, right? You, like, you tell them you're know, going. Just, just to feel important, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> just to feel something. The way I feel important <laughs> is my bank contacted me to verify charges. Yeah, like Liz Lemon, she just views credit card charges on the phone <laughs> to feel like there's someone else at dinner. I want to be like Liz. Oh, and Jean from your high school reunion committee called. They want to know if you're coming this weekend. No, no way. Oh, you have to go. My high school reunion was so much fun. Hey there, Michael. Oh my God, Phil Bear. Hello, Tanika. You gotta go to your reunion. You get to get back at everybody who ever messed with you. You said I never amount to anything. Look at me now. Look at this necklace. Sir, this is a school for deaf girls. And I definitely would have gone to my reunion, but the boat I was educated on sank. Well, I wouldn't have fun, so I'm not going. So I'm trying to figure that one out. Yeah. Like, is that like a cult thing? Like, I know Scientology has something called a sea org, but do they actually have a boat? Like, I, I'm assuming it was just like, because she says she's from Florida. Mm. It was probably just a very poor education where she just went somewhere and got a diploma like mm. basically just an attendance like she was there so she got an education i guess i don't know but i feel like the the kenneth reunion i feel like that's got to be like a reference of donald glover because we know he's from stone mountain mm -hmm. and also the joke is he's the only white guy that's attending this predominant seemingly predominantly black uh, high school but i feel like it's like that was donald glover's high school experience the but... one white guy going to no 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 <laughs> but like i mean like it's like stone mountain no i know um but yeah uh, did you attend? You didn't attend your high school reunion. We didn't have one because <laughs> low attendance. No, 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 no. I mean, my graduating class was like six hundred or seven hundred or something. But we so at, it was going to be for the ten year one, and there was like a Facebook group, and like the people who were organizing it were, I don't really know, like didn't did a haphazard job, and then like all of a sudden, like a month or so before, they it was not happening anymore. It was canceled. So. Yeah, this is the same the, exact situation. There may have been, there may have been some, like, I got the impression from, like, some people from high school I was still friends with, like, there may have been some mini gather-up or something, or, or some sort of, like, not loosely organized thing that mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't go no, to, but, like an but the official one didn't end up happening, because it just seemed that, it was really, it just seems like it wasn't, it hadn't been organized well, and probably a month out, they were like, oh, there's no way we can yeah. do this in time, so it was just yeah. canceled. I yeah. think that was the same for mine. Like, I remember getting a message about... Hey, we're gonna try and do blue bitty blah. Are you in? I was like, uh, probably not. They're like, okay, and then never heard anything else about it. Didn't get any invitation mm. or anything. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I was probably never gonna go anyway. I was much like Liz. I was not exactly Mr. Popularity in high school, and most of the people that I would want to see, I either kept in touch or there was a reason that we don't keep in touch. Kind of things like that. So yeah, would have been a waste of time. I wouldn't anyway. Like I. I don't know, like, I haven't talked to any of my friends in high school in a really... Like, I'm still friends with all of them on Facebook, but, like, I haven't actually talked to them yeah, in a really, really, really long time. honestly. I mean... <laughs> well, so I'm saying, I mean, I, well, I, I am... Right, I am still, like... They're, but there's they're still that link where I'm still friends with them on Facebook, but yeah. it's like, I haven't talked to any of them in a, And, I mean, I really... The only time, really, I ever use Facebook is, like, Messenger, like, yeah. you know, every Same. so often. So, I mean, I'm, I don't really ever look at it, so I honestly probably wouldn't have ended up going anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, who knows? Yeah, maybe maybe I mean the twenty years coming up in six or what seven your, years or something. Your college reunion? Do they do college? Reunions? They do. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, yeah, it's like one big weekend. But mm -hmm. I haven't. I don't know. Like I, I I'm really bad about like keeping in touch with no, people. Now it's been like, and I, I had a really close knit group of friends in college. But it's like now it's been. I mean, like literally everyone went, like went all over the place after yeah. college, and it's like again, I'm friends with all of them on Facebook, but I haven't talked to them in years now. So it's like, eh. I mean, I'm sure, like, if I made an effort, I could probably, like, connect with people and go there and, like, meet up with people I knew, but it's just, like... time to do any I don't of that? Know. Sounds exhausting. I mean, I don't take that much time. I just don't <laughs> feel like well, putting I mean, forth you know, If you effort. got, like, six people and none of them are, like, remotely close, then it's just, yeah. like, trying to arrange all of that is just... Sounds exhausting. So, yeah. I mean, like, there is a reunion. So, the way it is for college is, like, there's a reunions weekend that anyone can go back, but they do special, like, the 10, 20, 30 is, like, they mm -hmm. have special things. But I don't know. I mean, maybe it, who knows, maybe at some point, I mean, there's lots of 10 years and 20 years and yada, yada, anniversary years to come up. So, who knows? Maybe at some point something will happen. But I doubt it. I feel like if the 10 doesn't happen, I'm really 20, lazy. 30 wouldn't, so, wouldn't happen either. But, uh, 
Kathy, over here. Kathy. We shouldn't have to go through this, sir. You are doing the job of the CEO. It should be you on the cover of the quarterly report. It will be, if Kathy's father ever comes out of his coma. Until then, the board has put her in charge, and we need to respect that. What if something happened to her? Something bad? Then we would have a secret that bound us together. What is she doing? I don't know. Either a weather event is approaching, or... Get me Jack Donaghy. Uh, yeah, so we got Rip Torn back. We got Kathy Geist back. Uh, that's the last. We'll see if Kathy Geist for a little while. Uh, and Rip Torn, we'll see him again later in the episode. Um, I think he's only got he's uh, got a ticking clock. I think in the amount of episodes he's left, and I think he's got three or four that we'll see him over the remainder of the series. So your time is ticking, Rip Torn. That is a tasteless Don, sorry, joke. Yeah, sorry, Don Geist, your time is ticking. So we come back to the elevator in 30 Rock where Kenneth is making waves. Yeah. But we'll, we'll just, I'll talk about this. Because the more I was watching, I was just kind of like, oh, I don't like this. How come there ain't no Puerto Ricans on Star Trek? They got every race and life form in the galaxy, except for Puerto Ricans. What's up with that? What is this, the local? <laughs> I think the thing I don't like about this, and it, it happens again later on. So, I mean, Kenneth is just hitting softballs, or he's lobbing softball jokes. Well, I think that's kind of the point, isn't well, I know, it? But I know, but I mean, it's the same as, like, what's funnier in an office, in, a, in an office setting, you know, <laughs> which I know it's not funny, but, like, what's going to be more, get you, get you a laugh or get a discussion, racially or politically charged humor, or just, you know... Very benign. Very, exactly, like, so it's just, like, he's just hitting softball jokes, and Tracy's, you know doing legitimate stand-up and no one's laughing so it's just like well of course kenneth is going to get the jokes and he's going to get the laughs because he's hitting just ugh, that's true just it, it looks like everyone else is like sort of like the the business like the accountants and just yeah, I mean, business like, side the, of people the couple of the jokes he says later he's like oh i didn't get the memo and uh buy a guy a drink first and it's like how many times have you ever heard that in your office of just oh me no, me no worky till me have coffee. And it's just like... Oh ha- working hard or hardly working. It's just... I don't know. I can only hear that... I don't know. It, it, it makes me sound arrogant or smug or whatever. But it's just like at the same time, it's just like, come on, guys. Let's get some new material in here. It's just... Happy Friday. Uh, or even better, happy T- Friday. TGIF, am no. I right? Oh, and it's like, my oh office doesn't do that, but my God. office does a lot of happy Friday and happy Friday. Oh. And Thursday or Friday Eve and it's on the Thursday. Same with that uh, teamwork makes the dream work stuff. It's uh, just like thankfully things, I haven't heard that. Things rhyme, so it must be it must be fun. It's like no, it's grating and it's not funny and it's not cute. It's just too wholesome and ugh, I don't like it. But I'm dead inside, so it's okay. He woke up. Guys woke up. What? Yes. <laughs> What's that flavor? It's Dove Age Fighting Acne Cream. Oh. But Geis is awake? You're gonna be CEO. Yes! I was the first person he called. Well, his French-Canadian mistress and then me. I'm meeting him in one hour on the Edison Terrace. I did it, Lemon. I got the brass ring. And I couldn't have done it without my lucky coin. Well, I'm happy for you. You're having your reunion this weekend? I wish I had a Princeton reunion right now. Wipe that smug smile off Michelle Obama's face. So I'm guessing this is one of the first episodes that was written after the election. Because mm. it aired in December. And because it, it would have been a month, this would have aired, I guess, about a month after. And there's no way they would have made that Michelle Obama joke if 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 Barack Obama hadn't already won the election. Like, so. Or, I mean, who was he? This was McCain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was guaranteed winning against McCain. Well, it's true, but, but I'm saying, like, but, right. but I mean, there's no way that joke would have been in there if he right. had lost. So... Yeah. It's like it, it was written or Obama dumb. though, because I mean, even yeah. running for president would have been well, right? But why? But Michelle Obama wouldn't have had a smug smile on her face That's if true. Barack well, had lost the election. I mean, I'd still have a smug smile if my if my husband ran for president, even if he didn't win. Like the amount of money that you just brought in from all of that, like you're gonna be smug because you're you're gonna be. Yes, I'm sure the Clintons were very smug in. Uh, <laughs> 
A December year? 2016. Well, not immediately, but... <laughs> okay. But that was different. That was a different <laughs> situation. <laughs> huh. Am I the only person around here that doesn't like reunions? Don't tell me you're not gonna go. This may come as some surprise to you, Jack, but I was kind of a lonely nerd in high school. And if I remember correctly, you were a good deal more. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was hell for me. I just wanted to be left alone, but I guess every high school has people like Kelsey Winthrop. Hey, Liz. How's the telescope? I don't know, The only people that are going to go to this thing are people like her and her stupid friends, the cool, pretty crowd. Well, that's you now, Lemon. You run a hit TV show, you have very impressive friends, you found a hairstyle that works for you so long as it's not too humid, and you're telling me that you don't have the confidence to face a bunch of whittling, jug-blowing, IHOP monkeys? Jack, it's a suburb of Philadelphia. Lemon, you will go and show that Kelsey Winthrop that the ugly duckling has turned into a... Vaguely ethnic swan. No, I'm not going. I never get a rental car now, anyway. Well, then take the GE jet. The CEO insists. <sighs> they have popcorn on the pipe. I want to go to there. She said it! Uh. She said the line! Oh my god. Every time I think of a titular line uh, in anything, a TV show or movie or whatever, and they say it a lot in The Good Place, so I'm always thinking it. Oh. Um, uh, there's a there's a bit on Family Guy where it's one of the cutaways is Peter's like I really like it when they say the name of the movie in the in the movie and so he's just like sitting in the theater waiting and every time he says he's like ah ah they said it they said it <laughs> and there's like one where it's like I think it's the Hunt for Red October and it's like man how is that gonna work and it's like Sean Connery voice like and that's just the Hunt for Red October and he's like oh that's why they call it that <laughs> it's just like oh my god. Every time uh, I, I hear a titular line of something, that's, that's the first thing that I think of. And I guess I should point out, this is, that is from her daughter. Her daughter, would, Tina Fey's daughter, would say that all the time as a child. So she just stole it from her daughter and used it comedy. comedy. is all theft from it's other people's ideas. from a baby. It's just, ugh. It's one thing for Carlos Mencia to do it. It's another thing for Tina Fey to do it from a child. I thought she was better than that. I thought Stealing so from children. Her own child? I mean, at least steal from a random. Her, I hope her child's getting the residuals. I'm sure her child's doing <laughs> Just getting by. I'm sure she's getting by. I don't know. Um, but no, I, I also like the um, the telescope joke comes back because uh, obviously it's reshot um, because the first time we hear it, we, we just hear her mumbling and we, we're seeing Liz's side of it where Liz is saying she no one paid attention to her and all of that. And then we get to see the other side of the story and realize, wow, Liz was kind of a dick in high school. Yeah. Yet again, Liz's memories is different. are different from other people's yeah. memories yeah. of the same situation. It's a good running gag they have throughout yeah. this. So Jack meets Don on the Edison Terrace, and Don has some big news. Mr. Geis, it is very good to see you up and about, sir. Yes. Jackie boy, I think you know why you're here. Congratulations. You are the first to know, officially, that I'm staying on as CEO. I'm sorry, what did you say? A beam of energy came and spoke to me during my coma. Oh, no, no, no. I don't know what it was. It could have been an alien, maybe it was God, maybe it was an unborn Aztec king. But it told me my work here is not yet done. Oh, it's done. I think it's done. And you're still my choice to take over when I die, if that ever even happens. <laughs> I did not feel like me find this, but I felt like there was something around this time where there was someone in a coma, came out of it and said they had some sort of entity tell them, like a, a real person tell mm-hmm. them, and I could not find it i can't figure i don't know if like i'm just thinking too much of this episode and that's where i think it happened or i just felt like there was some celebrity hmm. or someone that was in a situ- very similar situation that had had a thing where they were in a coma or they were in something and some light told them to keep doing something and i can't uh, i couldn't for the life of me figure it out does that ring any hmm. bells i don't think so uh, maybe i'm I, I think i'm just harping too much on this episode about that it was more than what this is. I don't know, but hmm. <sighs> it's driving me crazy. Well, if anyone remembers someone, a celebrity who's in a coma Please. around December of 2008. I just can't think of it. I guess maybe it never happened. Maybe I'm just crazy. 
Jack defeated. Well, so Tracy has let Grizzon.com that he needs to. He needs some backup in the elevator. So the next time that he's telling jokes, he's got an audience. To do, to do mob mentality. So if yeah. they start laughing, then everyone will start exactly. laughing. Exactly. Yeah, as it works. Uh, and Jack is so defeated that he wants to escape to Miami. Uh, so he and Liz uh, go on the same jet. Uh, he's going to drop her off in Philadelphia, and he's going to continue his journey. But uh-oh, there's a snowstorm in Philadelphia that ruins all of that. Snow in Philadelphia? Who'd have thunk it? In, in December. December? I'm sorry you're stuck in Whitehaven. Boy, it was something landing in this storm, huh? Listen, about some of the stuff that I said... One time I laughed at a blind guy eating spaghetti. Sometimes I pee in the shower if I'm really tired. I saw my grandparents making love ones and I didn't leave right away. You didn't give it to me. All that work, all that sacrifice, why did I bother? I know, but remember, don't let him win. Cat anus. I don't know who I am. Jack. I don't know where I am. I know it's not Miami, but you can blow off steam here. We have a lovely N.C. Wyeth Museum. Actually, some meth addicts burned that place down last August. Uh, well, there are excellent restaurants down on Cabot Street. Uh, the Vietnamese immigrants took over all of those places. I wouldn't recommend going to Little Hanoi after dark unless you're wearing a condom. Uh, why don't you just direct me to the bar? Sorry, sir. No bars here. <laughs> We've been a dry county since 1880. It's the one tradition that remains. But uh, do you like Methodist churches full of Vietnamese? Give me the key. So two thoughts. First thought, <sighs> wasn't well, that guy play a flight attendant he on will, a different he episode? He will play a flight attendant in a later episode. Oh, in a later so episode. We'll okay. Again. Okay. Uh, I think season five when she's dating Matt Damon. Okay. He, he, he hasn't in a previous episode? Nope. Oh, okay. no, so you've got a good memory. That's interesting. Yeah, but, yeah I was going to okay. point that out. We'll see him again uh, in a couple of seasons. Yeah. The um, second, I want to okay. say, because we talked about in the episode where Jenna's blackface, like there was a way where I think they pulled it off. Like it was, a, 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 well, them doing quote unquote edgy racial humor and it like working well enough to like be okay. This is an example of how the show can be lazy sometimes about it and kind of hacky and not, you know, not that funny. Being unfair to the Vietnamese? <laughs> I don't know if unfair, just like it's kind of just like, uh, you know, like, oh, you know, all those nice restaurants were there, but now all the, now it's been taken over by all the Vietnamese, yada, yada, yada. It's just, I it's mean, just I, kind I get, of like, I guess what we know from, from the area that Liz grew up in, it was probably predominantly white. Oh, for sure. Uh, white, I think one of the jokes was White Haven or Whiteville, um, uh, Connecticut or wherever she was from. Pennsylvania. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. You're right. It's kind of lazy. Um, I want to go back real quick to which she's talking about her confessions on the airplane. Mm-hmm. The laughing at the guy eating the blind guy eating spaghetti. That is just a. It's a horrible thing to actually laugh at someone who's blind. But the mental image of like, what is she finding funny? Is it because he's having trouble or? I guess so, right? Like, it, it's probably like you know the noodles are like half yeah, hanging probably, out like, or just or whatever. Yeah. The second thing. Peeing in the shower, I do that all the time. I think most I people do that all the time. Do that. I just do it all the time. Well, I mean, I mean it's as long as it washes straight down the exactly. drain, I mean, yeah, he is just, sterile. So. Unless you're standing in the shower and you're using that in place of a toilet and you're not <laughs> yes. running any water, that's that's one thing. But if you're already in the shower, yeah, just let it go. Like that's not a, Although I've never seen my grandparents having sex. Good for so, you. I can't, I can't help you out there, Liz. So you're on your own, but yeah. Um. Yeah the the Vietnamese stuff is is yeah. I mean I mean it's it's just a little hacky. It's kind of like the episode with Fred Armisen where it was just like a little just like not really you know what I mean just just kind of eh, yeah. like not not super funny. So but they never well they never said it's bad. They just I don't know maybe there's just a racial divide. I know I, I mean um, it just yeah because he doesn't say don't go. He just said you maybe just go and be or be wary kind of. Although there's a joke later where he's like, there's a sign that says detour, but ignore that. So that implies that maybe it is a sketchy area yeah. compared to the oh, for sure. For yeah. seemingly. Well, I said don't go out in Little Hanoi after dark. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. I, well, I, say, I mean, we, we, we just point out examples of like how they have done it in a clever way. So I, I just, you know, I think point out is also it can be a little, they can be a little lazy sometimes too. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. But Tracy's got some elevator backup in Grizzin.com. Hey, elevator, what's this? A ghetto mating call. (laughs) (coughs) 
<laughs> wow, I didn't get the memo. <laughs> Jeez, buy a guy a drink first. <laughs> this place is bigger than my apartment. <laughs> I love the the lady in the purple shirt. She's really going for it with her laughing. She's like, she's, she's laughing like it's the funniest thing she's ever heard with her face, racial expressions. Very. This is the one, maybe the one job she had this week to be an extra, and she's that's true. She's trying to get more jobs. The other lady in the elevator, I've seen her before, and I've seen her in multiple things. But the one that stands out the most is in the I think it was the very first Dave Chappelle Chappelle show. There's a a, a a skit where they're uh, in like a office depot or something like that, like hobby lobby or a photo lobby or something like that is the name of the bit. But it's it's very it's subversive in the the whole adage of the customer is always right. Like they're on the other end where like literally treat the customers the worst way <laughs> you could. And uh, she's in she's in one of the scenes, and Michael Rappaport is one of the guys behind the counter, and. Uh, the the bit is like whatever file format they're saying they have tell them you have the op or we only use the opposite so if they yeah they have mac say we're pc if we're pc say we're if they're pc say we're mac and then like so there there's this whole thing going back and forth and then like they're talking to him he's like hey hold on hold on i gotta go take shit and he just like leaves them and the lady just goes well i can't believe he said that to me but it sounds so <laughs> genuine like she didn't know he was actually going to say that oh, it's, yeah. it's a really good like it's a really good reaction on her part of just like i can't believe he said that <laughs> it's so well good. it sounds like someone in a real store yeah. like would react like it's a really good reaction that's the only thing i've ever seen her in outside of this that i can pinpoint but i know i've seen her in other things yeah uh, but it's just another those little hacky jokes like you know how many times I've heard that stupid oh, I didn't get the memo it happens all the time yeah oh, I don't like it <laughs> yeah. or oh we're matching today or you're matching today or yeah like, something along those lines I try and go along with it usually I'll be like oh you didn't get the Google Doc that we sent out but it's just like <laughs> I die inside every time it's it's not funny. Um, so Liz uh, is at the reunion she walks by she gets some looks uh, she takes them as they can't believe she's there because of how much of a nerd she was but we now realize that Liz was a bully also Jack has weaseled his way in Kelsey it's Liz Lemon <laughs> oh my god yeah surprising but cocoon and then Flap, flap, flap. Butterfly. Uh, wow, I did not think you'd come. Well, I almost didn't. I was in Manhattan working in the fast lane. You made life a living hell for everyone here. You would have to come to the union and make us go through it all again. What? You know, I tried to befriend you just so you'd leave me alone. Hey, Liz, how's the telescope? I don't know, Kelsey. How's your mom's pill addiction? What are you talking about? I was a nerd. You were a bully. We were all afraid of you. We called you the White Haven Witch. Love it! Oh, Erin, no. Don't sink to her level. This is a beauty mark. But you thought it was funny to say the guy pooped on me. Well, I didn't think anybody was listening to me. I, mean, I, I was a nobody. You were homecoming queen. I have had years of therapy. Kels, you, oh. your facial tick. Oh. You brought it back. You happy? Where do we begin? Oh, Liz. <laughs> First off, I like how the uh, Kelsey is styled like very to that era suburban mom. Like she's like very like the Kate Karen. Gosselin. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The like, this, yeah. Of, uh, it's like very much like 2008. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 2006 of 2008, like because that hairstyle. Yeah. Well, the, the other lady, Erin, uh, her hairstyle was very 80s. Yeah. She never. She never. No, she, she never, never got changed it. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. She, de- I definitely see Kelsey as like a soccer mom. Yeah, uh, Kate Gosselin style. That would have been a better um, act break, though. Like that reveal, because oh yeah, and and then we come back, and now Jack's learning this. But I just, it's such a weird because the whole buildup of the of the of episode is Liz was a ter- was a nerd, and she didn't want to go, and then suddenly we realize, oh, she was actually a monster to a lot of these people. That would have been cut it there. And then you come back into it. It's just it's a weird cut, uh, or not cut rather that uh, we did we didn't get that. So um, shame on you, director. No, I'm just saying. I mean, it would have been perfect though. Yeah. It just uh, fitting with the Thirty Rocks like idea of subversive and all that stuff. But um, I don't know. 
I wonder, I don't know, I feel like, I want to sympathize so much with Liz, though, because she's our heroine. She's our, she's the hero of this whole, of the whole show. People have flaws. But, but I mean, three, we're three seasons in, and, and it, it seems like everything we learn more and more about Liz, like, she wasn't, she's not a good person. She's not a, she's not a demon. She's not crazy gentle levels or, like, crazy Tracy levels of, like, ego and everything's entitled to me and I need to get it, but... I mean, she she shows that she is very entitled and she took a lot of that for granted and she was a bully and she was mean to people. But again, at the same time, like she just assumed that no one was listening to her because she probably didn't have a lot of friends and she was into not popular things, which I can definitely relate to on that end of like, uh, I mean, video games are a billion dollar industry. In the 90s and the 80s, they were a multi-million dollar industry. But I remember in school... If I had, if I talked about video games or had video game magazines or whatever, like I wasn't exactly the most popular. No one was wanting to talk to me. So I get like where she's coming from, but at the same time, like I wasn't, I don't know. I feel like I wasn't a bully to a lot of people. I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate more on that. Like when we, we get to the part where, you know, she reveals that she lashes out because of whatever. So I'll, I'll elaborate more on that. But anyway. Can't wait. Can't wait. No, don't get your hopes up. Um, so Jack is, is fully invested in just almost giving up on his life and, and Liz is regaling him how she was she turns out she was the bully of, of her high school what are you doing here? I'm getting drunk Lemon would you buy my mulch? I don't know Jack I just found out that I was a jerk in high school yeah turns out I'm not the lovable nerd I was the bully you hate this is mostly spit hello Elizabeth it's Rob Sussman. Still think I'm gayer than the volleyball scene in Top Gun? No, we, we were friends. No, I just said that stuff to try to make it okay for you to come out. Come out of what? I'd like you to meet my wife, with whom I've raised three beautiful dogs. Oh, boy. I cannot deal right now. I'm so mad, all I can do is dance. Oh, even Rob Sussman hated me? He was the first gay guy I ever kissed. What is wrong with these people? Nothing. They're good Americans. Hey, Lemon, check this out. I just made it up. The three B's. Beers, boats, and buds. Doesn't that sound great? Are you having a stroke? No, no. All my life I thought I made good choices, but am I happy? These people are happy. I envy them. I wish I was one of them. Larry? Larry Braverman? Yes. I am Larry Braverman. So speaking of just poor stereotypes, the the gay character is yeah that was that was again a little a little hacky even for two thousand I mean, it was pretty bad yeah I mean well the, the concept of like him never coming out and marrying someone could be funny but it's like they kind of play it in like the most like basic way they could have yeah, I mean, like they could have played it yeah and... yeah they could they could have played it a little bit funnier yeah I mean he could have been without the lisp and still delivered the line of. You know, this is my wife, and we've raised three beautiful dogs. Like it could have done. You yeah. didn't need the list. The list is, is is just too much icing on a cake of too much. Like, um, but have you ever seen the? Have you? Ever, I'm, I'm assuming I already know the answer to this. Have you ever seen Top Gun? No, no, no. I've seen like clips but of the volleyball seen, scene, like enough is, to be familiar with it. It is one of the most homoerotic things yeah. I've literally ever seen in my entire life. Like it makes no sense. How anyone can watch that and think, wow, this is a straight movie? Context or no context, you look at that and like, that is the gayest thing. Like, that's the most homoerotic thing I've ever seen. And I don't get it. I've never really seen The 80s were a special time. I mean, the song that's playing is playing with the boys. Like, there's just so much about it that it's just like, I don't get how anyone with a straight eye was watching this and think, yep. The Americans are gonna love this. Straight white America is gonna love this. Like, had to people be a, were more innocent back then. No, they weren't. Um, but there's also a really good thing inside of a movie called Sleep with Me. You can find the scene online, but there's a there's like a two and a half minute just diatribe from Quentin Tarantino of him breaking down the scene and and just exclaiming why it is one of the uh, most homoerotic thing. And it's it's actually really funny because it's like he's so bombastic about it. And it's, it's actually really good. So I would say seek that out. If you want. I won't. You won't. I'll try. 
So Leia, Larry, <laughs> Jack has adopted the Larry Braverman persona and is fitting right in and is, is already becoming more popular than Liz. Runs into an old flame of Larry's, Jessica, and they immediately catch back up. Although he plays it off very well of saying all the right things without any information. Does a really good job. But Liz is still trying to make it up to her, air quotes, friends. Made you feel really, Liz? Twenty years too late and way too little. Oh, why don't you please leave us alone? Because you know what? We're trying to have fun tonight. That's my point. I've changed. New Liz is fun. I don't ruin parties. I get them going. Look, let's all do the Diane. What is wrong with you, Diane? But to be fair, they're not welcoming her to try and at least make an apology. Like, they're not even giving her the chance. Yeah, but if you had someone who bullied you That's a lot true. in high school, like, all of a sudden, like, you may, you may not necessarily be receptive. But again, like, she, bullying in the, like, she's seemingly unaware she was bullying. She was just trying to, like, get... The way I read it is, like, Liz is just trying to get by. She's not... She wasn't bullying them to be the bully. She was bullying them as, like, just leave me alone. Like, I don't need friends or I don't want friends. It's just... Whatever I could say to, like, just get you away from me. So I don't You're being you... very generous to Liz. Well, yeah, bullies need, need uh, stories, too. That's what I think. Okay. Could you hit four, please? Next stop, Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are so funny. <laughs> On the show. <laughs> Did you ever know that you're my hero and everything I would like to be? Singing in the elevator. It's like a road trip to the sky. 99 bottles of beer on the wall. 99 bottles of beer. You take one down, pass it around. 98 bottles of beer on the wall. <laughs> Kenneth is a monster. We have to stop them. Liz felt, Jenna felt so attacked immediately just as soon as he got a laugh and heard he should be put on the show. Someone else can be on the show? No. I don't think so. She's, the show was still Jenna's. He doesn't deserve it. I want you all to know how happy I am right now. Being here with you people has helped me more than you can know. To us. <laughs> always my favorite thing seven minutes in heaven oh. you always got the bottle to land on me think you still have the touch oh yeah what are we all doing Boo! just to be clear we're not making out that would be social suicide Ugh. Like, I even want to be here, in this closet, at this reunion. It's a nightmare. A nightmare for whom, Lemon? If these jagweeds don't want to get to know the nice, new me, then screw them and their rapidly yellowing teeth. Wow, Lemon, you really haven't changed, have you? Excuse me? What happened when I told you guys that screwed me over for the CEO job? Did you offer your help as a friend? Or did you make some joke about me being impotent? Jeez, that was like eight hours ago. I was just, I don't know, cutting the tension. Or, as always, were you hiding behind your sense of humor instead of engaging in a real way? Really? I'm the one that's hiding? Larry Braverman? There it is, right there. When you feel threatened, you attack. That's why you're almost 40 and you're still alone. At least I'm not 50 alone and sitting on 2,000 business cards for a job I'm never gonna get. What did you say? Yeah, your bags were delivered to my room by accident. Look what I found. You went to a printer, didn't you? You picked out a font. You paid extra for a rush order. It was your happy little secret. Whoa, 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 what are you doing? Why is she so mean? What'd you do to Braverman? She's awful. She's the gay one. <laughs> that was very mean of Liz. Yeah, that was... But I mean, so so he says, um, whenever you feel threatened, you attack. Like, huge emotions. I, I feel like that's one of the things that I mostly relate with Liz and that I, I definitely react that way because... You don't want, I don't want people getting too close. 
And because like emotions are so weird, emotions can ruin so much of everything. Or I mean, they can improve, but they come they because I mean, like once you get too close to someone, like familiarity and like I don't know, like something you can say completely in jest can be taken out. Uh, even with context, can just be taken out and then and, and hurt someone's feelings, and then you have to explain like, no, no, I we were joking, like we were just laughing five seconds ago. I say one thing and suddenly like feelings are hurt. And it's just like, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything outside of the realm that should have hurt your feelings. You know, does that make sense? It makes sense. But also maybe are you, it sounds like then you're saying things in a tone that makes it sound like, you well, know, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're I mean, not realizing the impact you're having then. But I mean like, so I basically almost always speak in a very dry, sarcastic tone. And if I'm not changing that tone and it's the same exact tone, why is suddenly that not okay to be a reply to like I don't know I'm trying to think of, uh, of a certain it would probably just be something along the lines of like I'm gonna make you cry or something like something like that and it's just like I mean that's not something to get I don't know like I'm not I, this is not me saying, maybe like, your are jokes sort of, are going too deep maybe but it's but it's like okay so I my, a joke hit a certain sting but on some level, how am I supposed to know what is a sting and what's not going to be a sting to someone, you know? Because I, I can only joke off something that what you've laid the groundwork for. And don't, don't get this. I'm not, I'm never racial. I've never anything insensitive. Oh, I'm well. never anything. I, but I just want to clarify. Gold medal for you. I, no, I just, want, I just want to say I want to clarify that this is not like I'm, we're trying to one up like crazy humor or anything. But it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's always so small. That it's just like I don't know. It's it, it is in this instance. It's better to just maybe like, like, the, like Liz Lemon. Your perception is that it's small, but other people's perception. Well, no, and it is. It is. It's it's like I. You might say one thing that's just a little bit wrong, or like because you can't relate to it, and something they can't relate to, but it's something they've never made aware. So how are you supposed to know? You're supposed to walk around eggshells on around that subject when it's not exactly a more common subject that's typically seen as taboo. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know, like, if you just be like, um, oh, God, what's something that's just, like, casual but can have an impact? What's something you could say that would be casual and have an impact? Um, How's your mom's pill addiction? I mean, yeah, like, something like, like, I don't know, something along the lines of, like, what, your mom didn't wake you up this morning or something like that. Like, if you come in late and you say, what, your mom didn't wake you up this morning? And that person's mom had passed away like a month ago and you had no idea. Like that's not information you have any attachment, you have no idea of. And now the person's upset. Well right? that that's that's a I mean, but that's just like a unfortunate like Right, it's coincidence an unfortunate of timing. coincidence of timing. But now you look like an asshole because you made a joke about someone's dead mom when you did not know that that person's mom was dead. And even if you apologize over and over and over again, this person's feelings are still hurt and you look like an absolute dick to this person. And you had no knowledge of that. Things like that happen. And it's just like, well, you're a jerk now. And it's like, no. And, and in the instance of like Liz, where she says, how's your mom's pill addiction? She knows that Kelsey's mom has a pill addiction. And I mean, all the things she's saying are not because she, she's not aware of a coincidence that makes it bad. All right. the things are just mean. No, that's true. But I'm just saying like in a relation to Liz of like of using like emotion or, or using whatever lashing out or, or whatever to just back like bounce back and forth off of conversation it's things like that that happen that are just like well i now i look like an asshole because i said something that i had no knowledge of and i mean i apologize and i'm sorry that i ever offended or upset you that was never my intention but it was just like it was so small that it's just like man i don't think it should have had that much of an impact Millennials these days are making comedy no, I, so PC. Uh, I, I knew that was where that was going to go. I regret <laughs> ever saying anything. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, uh, it's, not, it's not entirely fair. That, But you're not talking about the same thing. You're talking about things where it's because you're not aware of well, no, that situation. I mean, where where right. it might be funny if that thing, if you know, if in a situation with a dead mom, if their mom were alive, it might be funny. She's, Liz is saying things that are That's just true. mean and hit at. They're like deeper, like insecurities well, and things they care about a lot. But well, okay. So the uh, uh, or the evidence that Jack's like he's like when I told you I didn't get CEO, what did you say? Did you you did you console me or did you make a joke about impotence? Again, Liz made an offhand joke about well, you know what comes next, impotence. Like she's not implying Jack's impotent, and he's clearly not impotent. Right, but, but in that situation, she knows he's not going to be a CEO, so it's still cutting at right. But like she says, she's just cutting through the tension because she's like, 
I, I don't know I don't know what to do in this situation. So my thing is comedy is to make a joke. And I'm sorry if my joke yeah, but you can make but like but she could have made a joke at like but she you know but she could have made a joke at Don Geist's expense or you know what I mean like it could have been something that wasn't his, at his expense still. But it wasn't at his expense because oh she called him impotent that's at his expense. But it, but he's not impotent. Right, but it doesn't matter. It's still a joke at his expense. It, it, it the a way to you, you could do humor and t- or like you know at, at Don Guy's expense or at Kathy Guy or just at someone. Yeah. I mean, even self-effacing. Like, I mean, th- th- there are different ways you can do comedy that isn't necessarily. Well, that's the optimist. Some of us are pessimists. So okay. Some of us think sure. negative. Some of us think positive. That's the way the world works. Uh, well, thanks for listening. <laughs> Uh, lastly, we come back to uh, Kenneth's storyline. Kenneth, Tracy, and Jane's storyline is, is wrapping up as um, basically they say it's not fun taking someone's job and realize that the actors need their attention more than you do. It's not, I mean, it's a very egocentric storyline, so it's, it's hard to really take sympathy on anyone here. Here's your lunch, Mr. Parcel, just the way you like it. Ham sandwich with the works, hold the bread. But that's my job. This studio hosted the crap television theater in the 1950s, where young writers like Patty Chayefsky and Rod Serling first rose to prominence. Mr. Jordan, why are you giving a tour? It doesn't feel good when someone does your job, does it? I don't understand. I don't like it when you do jokes in the elevator. That's my job. Oh, Lord, I didn't know. I would never do anything to hurt you. You're my best friend. We're not really best friends. We're just good friends. I just want you to stop. I will. I will. Uh, I'm so sorry, Miss Maroney. No, keep crying. I want you to feel this so you never make this mistake again. That is the most evil thing I think Jenna has said thus far, of just like, no, I want you to cry and remember this pain so that it does, like, every time you think of doing it. You will not usurp my fame ever again. It's so, that's almost so dark that it's just like, Jesus, Jenna, it's, that's awful. So, we're nearing the end of the reunion, they're giving out the awards for just small things, like, uh... It, travel the farthest, travel the furthest, like who lived here the longest, things like that. It's, it's usually meaningless, but uh, Liz wins one for most school spirit because that sounds like something that, that sounds like Liz definitely should have yeah. won for that. Um, so she's going to accept her prize, but there's a devious uh, mindset between behind the scenes. There's a devious plan behind the scenes. Thank you. <laughs> and for traveling the farthest distance, it's David Messenger. Hey, Larry, we got this plan to get back at Liz, and we want to know if you're in. We're going to carry her. Like the movie. It will be delicious. And now, for best school spirit, it's Liz Lemon! Come up on stage, Liz! Um, uh, no thanks. I don't want it. Comes with a $50 gift certificate to Outback Steakhouse. I want to go to there. do this we cannot carry Liz Lemon but oh not okay guys we all know that Liz Lemon has her faults but no one's perfect I mean I'm certainly not perfect more than perfect no 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 it's true I made mistakes sacrificed happiness for a job I don't think I'm ever going to get we all have ways of coping I use sex and awesomeness Lemon here hides behind her insults but that's not who she is She's a good person, whom I'm honored to call my friend. Thank you, Larry. And I'm sorry I lashed out at you. You will need those cards someday. Larry, we're all so happy to have you back in our lives. But me especially. Because there's someone I want you to meet. Larry? This is your son. I am not Larry Braverman. I repeat, I am not Larry Braverman. I am Liz Lemon's platonic friend, Jack Donaghy. Lemon, come on, let's go. Uh, Once and for all, I want to say I'm sorry. 
monkeys. I'm at the Jets way. That's right, a jet to New York City. Let it out. What do you think really happened to Larry Braverman? Did he die? Did he just know. literally leave and never turn back or care about anything? Like, I mean, given seemingly his popularity, surely someone kept in touch with him? Or maybe he did die. I feel like he died. I, th- th- yes, that's what I was that saying. That seems he the most died. logical just because uh, there's no way someone wouldn't have kept in touch with him. But if he died, wouldn't they know it? Not if he went backpacking off somewhere and backpacking, backpacking, backpacking off somewhere in Europe or Asia, and who knows? There was an yeah, unfortunate accident. Yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah. Or maybe he just became a hermit and hasn't left his house in twenty years. That's the that's the optimist side. Pessimist, he's probably dead. <laughs> Braverman's probably dead. He had too much sex in his Camaro when he died. No, oh, that's Poor sad. Braverman. Uh, that's reunion. Solid episode. Lots of laughs. Lots of bits. Um, this was one that definitely I re- my memories I had of just like the the reveal how of how much uh, of a bully and, and mean person uh, I guess you could say a mean girl that Liz was in high school, um, and the reaction to everyone around them or to around her and uh, sort of like also like they also kind of nail the aspects of like a small town. Of how people do just there's some people that never leave and but they live comfortably and they're happy but at the same time like when you look at like the life of Liz and Jack and how they're CEOs and they're working in TV and compare their looks to the looks of the people in the small suburb and like how drastic it, it is and how different it is and we'll, and we'll get that again in a season four episode when they're like touring the country to find the new actor again they go back to like a small town little place and Jack has this idea of this is this is this is America because it's this is what all like because the Midwest is so big and that's basically what they're looking for and like this is the idea of what all America is and it's like and Liz keeps trying to tell him like no America is a melting I mean as corny as it is like it's a melting pot there's a lot of different ideas and a lot of different um, so maybe but that's also that feels like an insight and we'll talk probably more about it as we get there but like that seems more of like an inside joke of like the perception of america like if you ask someone foreign or if you ask like someone who hasn't spent that much time in america what they think of america they would probably maybe think like countrysides and they'd probably think new york and then like rural and that like that's it like they wouldn't think of anything else in between and so they would probably think like yeah midwest farms and cornfields and just southern accents and country and all that i think that's what they would most think of and i think that's from a TV executive, probably because the way seemingly like Nielsen boxes work, they typically go to like poorer families. They don't really go to like wealthy. I mean, no. The, the, I think that the point is to have a good statistical cross section. So I mean, mm-hmm. I think that they're, they're supposed to go to all demographics and income levels. And well, yeah. so there was a podcast I was listening to a few months back, and they had someone on who worked in like Nielsen boxes out of Florida. And they were just asking him all the, as, as many questions as they could that they could get answers. He didn't work for them anymore, but he had worked for them for a very long time. And he said working for them was great, like great benefits and everything. But um, I guess maybe his district that he worked in, it was all all poor families. Oh. And um, a lot of them were seemingly keen on it. So they would ask for like nudges to, to potentially take in like more Nielsen boxes than they were supposed to because they were getting some sort of kickback from it. Mm-hmm. And so like, that was how they were paying rent was they were mm-hmm. like That's scanning kind of the Nelson, the Nielsen system to, to like make ends meet. And like, but it was always, but the thing also is like, you have to be on call for these people. So if mm-hmm. anything goes wrong with these boxes, you are coming out and fixing it. And it's just like, that sounds awful. I don't do any of that. Yeah. But, like, I mean, it was, yeah. it, was a, it was an interesting podcast. Just like learning, like, because I vaguely know what, like, the Nielsen stuff is, but, like, learning from someone who had worked in it relatively recently and mm-hmm. how it works and at least how it worked in that district. I was like, that's actually really kind of sad but also interesting because it's just like, man, some people are, like, gaming the system, but they have to game it because that's all they have to mm-hmm. live on. It's just like, yeah, it's rough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that could be. But I, I do know that it is, I mean, because... I mean, well, 30 Rock is a common example. Like, a lot of those NBC comedies of this era, like 30 Rock, Parks and Rec, part of the reason why they were low rated but they stayed on so long was because, 
like they overperformed like in basically in households with like a hundred thousand plus annual income like they were very high like they were very high, highly rated in those demographics compared so that's part of the reason why like shows like that that like the general ratings were kind of eh, like got to stick around so long because basically NBC got a premium for being in more households with like I guess upper upper income people so I mean and that's not to say that there weren't lots of lower income people who were you know who were making a living or doing whatever to be part of it but I do know that they do I mean the whole point of it was to look across all yeah and, and I'm sure there I mean I'm sure yeah. they're in all demographics but I feel like the my takeaway from that episode was them talking about how it's predominantly lower middle class or low class mm-hmm. families are usually the ones that use it or agree to it more than middle to upper middle class mm-hmm. uh, families just because mm-hmm. makes sense right I mean, a lot of them just have more free time because yeah. they may or may not have jobs or at least they don't have jobs in the traditional or in any case it's sense, a source of extra so income that's not that doesn't require too so, much work yeah. you just literally just watch tv and yeah. that's it so um yeah it was interesting but he was also saying like there's so many things like as a worker that you cannot actually do or say because it can immediately like destroy any relationship you have with those people like they can only do it like once and if they lose it they cannot get access to it again it was it was actually really hmm. i'll see if i can find it and maybe link to it or something but it was a really interesting episode about like nielsen boxes mm-hmm. yeah, for those that are interested in, i mean it's kind of a boring subject in terms of ratings and stuff but if you like i find ratings fascinating right, no, if you like behind the scenes and stuff like that uh it's it's an interesting look and it's only about 90 minutes it's not too long of an episode so it's easy to digest. Um, any other thoughts on reunion? And are you excited for your twenty year reunion <gasps> or whatever? I don't know. Yeah, we didn't get a ten. I don't think we're gonna get a twenty. Wait, you should organize it. <laughs> nope, nope. If anything, it would just be like a Twitch chat and just everyone. Oh God, sounds terrible. Does like a FaceTime and that would be the. Uh... I, would, I wouldn't want to do any of that, but that would be the closest that I would want to do anything like that. Uh, who knows? It's what five years or four years away for me so maybe who knows four years things could change so old. <laughs> any other thoughts on reunion before we wrap up let's wrap up let's wrap up all right as always thank you for joining us well no you gotta think you gotta give some final thoughts you haven't given any final oh, thoughts on reunion i didn't you didn't oh, you, you were going on so long about nielsen rating <laughs> rude uh so I think we talked at the start that you, your memories were better than the reality now of watching this episode. Yeah, you, but it still you think it still holds up and like. Oh, yeah, there there were still plenty of really funny bits and overall it was really good. Yeah, but uh, some of the racism stuff doesn't land. Oh well, I mean yes, like yes, I I, I wouldn't say that's the the, the reason that right. I, it's not a big negative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a different time. It was the two thousand ten years ago. <laughs> Almost eleven, Jesus. Almost eleven years oh ago. No. A long time ago, was it? No, I, I have a lot of memories of this stuff, and I think it's, I think it's still time. I still think it's one of the best of this season, um, and I mean, and compared to especially the last week's episode, like it's it's immediately just above and beyond what oh, Gavin yeah. Valor was bringing. Although yeah. we understand why Gavin Valor episode existed, but. If this had come right after the upper episode, mm-hmm. my God, this, yeah, that like a trilogy of episodes would have been like, yeah. Jesus, just peak. Yeah. But of course, you have to have that. You At some point, there would be a sloop or a drop. So, yeah. Also, when are we going to see Josh again? We oh haven't seen God, him yeah, at I don't all. Think we've well, the writers him. weren't in at all in this episode, but we haven't seen no, Josh But this is the time. first time we've seen Jenna in a little while, too. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't know when we see Josh again. Who knows? He might be next week. All right, well... That uh, wraps up Reunion on this week's episode of Go To There. As always, thank you for listening. Uh, if you like what we're doing, reviewing and rating and all that good stuff on Apple iPod. I- <laughs> Apple <laughs> iPod Cast. You know, on your, on your iPod Shuffle and, and iPod Touches. <laughs> I don't think those are even still made. I could be wrong. Um, rating and reviewing and all that fun stuff is really going to help us out. Uh, our coffee is ko-fi.com backslash go to there. And we will see you next week for episode 42, season 3, episode 6, the Christmas special. Colleen is back. And um, Liz wants to do her best for a a poor family. And uh, it's the holiday season. It's the holiday season. David takes out. (laughs) We just (laughs) stop singing more. See you next time.
How's the telescope? I don't know, Kelsey. How's your mom's pill addiction? <laughs> <laughs>